0: Would you like a spot of tea, love? Yes, that would be lovely, darling. Presenting English in a Teacup, your guide to learning English, one sip at a time. Hello there, and welcome to English in a Teacup, your guide to improving your spoken and written English one sip at a time. My name is Charlotte Prudent, and in this week's episode, we will be reviewing modal perfects as well as learning expressions to help us apologize, apologize to say sorry, and forgive, forgive to accept an apology. Remember, if you want to access the PDF, You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other major platforms. To assist us with this topic, we have, as usual, our fine English lady, Miss Finestocrat, who, after nearly being poisoned, will be finding out if she has any enemies. How will she get on? Let's find out, but not before first Taking a sip of tea. Now we can get started. Well, darlings, where do I start? it's all been pretty ghastly the last couple of days the police are carrying out an investigation into the death of my colleague david you remember the one who died under very suspicious circumstances it turned out that the tea he had been drinking before he died had been mixed with a fatal dose of cyanide "'a most vulgar poison. "'As you may remember, "'I was the one who was supposed to have drunk the poisoned tea. "'Can you imagine? "'At the police station, "'the officer asked me if I had any enemies. "'Can you think of anyone who might have wanted to do you harm, "'Miss Finestocrat?' asked the officer. "'Of course not. I am a fine, respectable English lady. "'No one would ever think of doing me harm, "'and certainly not with poison, "'such a cowardly way to kill someone. "'Poor, poor David.' "'Well, I suggest you think really hard about all the people "'who might have a grudge against you or your family. "'One of them might be the person responsible for this crime.' The next day, I rang my best friend, Jeanette, to talk about it. How exciting, Jeanette said. It must be wonderful to have so much attention. Exciting? Jeanette, my life is in terrible danger. For once, this is the type of attention I don't wish to have. I see, but who do you think could have done it? Well... This is the problem. I need to find out if I have any enemies. Hmm. What about Lady Broadhurst? Lady Broadhurst? What have I ever done to Lady Broadhurst? Don't you remember three months ago when you drove into the back of her Mercedes? "'She must have been quite furious with you, "'especially as you didn't have any insurance.' "'Oh, that little incident. "'No, that's all water under the bridge now. "'I immediately apologized for my actions, "'and that was the end of the matter.' "'Okay. What about Mr. Cameron? "'That day you fed his dog a whole bar of chocolate, "'and it died.' "'If that had been me, I would have wanted to get even. "'How was I supposed to know dogs are allergic to chocolate? "'I thought it would be a lovely treat. "'Did you manage to bury the hatchet with him?' "'I think so.' "'I told him there was no point crying over spilled milk, "'and, in fact, he should see it as the perfect opportunity "'to buy himself a better dog, like a Labrador or an Alsatian, "'to replace that ugly, unfriendly Chihuahua. "'How about Miss Stewart, "'that time you pushed her into the Thames River "'because you found out that she was having an affair with your husband?' "'Oh, that was a long time ago. "'We decided, after Harry's death, "'to let bygones be bygones, "'and we are now quite good friends again.' "'But wait,' said Jeanette suddenly. "'This crime may have had something to do "'with your late husband.' "'With Harry?' I asked, astonished. "'Yes, after all, he did die "'in that strange boat accident.' Who knows? It might not have been in an accident. Instead, he might have been involved in something dangerous or even criminal. No, I don't believe it. It is true that I never really knew what he did, something to do with investments and bitcoin, but I'm sure he was never involved in anything dangerous or criminal.' After my conversation with Jeanette, I sat down to think. Did my husband have any enemies? If so, why would they want to kill me? Maybe they thought I had some secret information and needed to be silenced. But most importantly, who on earth would be so rude, so vulgar, so unstylish, to put poison in a perfectly good cup of British tea. For shame! Poor Miss Finestocrat, What secrets is she about to discover about her late husband? Tune in next week to find out. In the meantime, she has left us with some interesting grammar points and vocabulary which we can use to talk about the topic of apology and forgiveness. If you want a more detailed explanation of modal perfects, please listen to episodes 10 and 11 of my podcast. However, in this episode, I am just going to give a quick overview. Can you think of anyone who might have wanted to do you harm, Miss Fenestocrat? Instead, he might have been involved in something dangerous or even criminal. This crime may have had something to do with your late husband. Might and may have are used when you are not 100% sure of something that happened in the past. You are like Sherlock Holmes working out how possible it is that an action happened or took place. It is possible that Miss Finestocrat's husband, Harry, was part of some dangerous or criminal activity. It is not certain, of course. It is also possible that Harry was a perfectly lawful individual. So, we say, he might or he may have been involved in something dangerous or criminal. I see and who do you think could have done it question what is the difference between saying who do you think could have done it and who do you think might have done it very tricky but remember might have refers to the possibility of something happening in the past could have in this context is used when we are deciding if someone was capable of of doing something in the past. Let's look at some more examples for could have. Philip could have lifted that 80 kilogram weight. He's more than strong enough. They could have gone to Thailand. They had enough money for the plane ticket. Mr. Cameron could have tried to poison Miss Finestocrat. After all, he was very angry about Miss Finestocrat killing his pet Chihuahua. She must have been quite furious with you, especially as you didn't have any insurance. Must have is used when something seems obvious to the speaker. It is obvious to Jeanette that Mr. Cameron is angry after his dog is killed by Miss Finestocrat. Anger would be an obvious reaction to the death of a beloved pet, even an ugly, unfriendly chihuahua. Imagine your colleague leaves work early, carrying a box with all their things and crying. Maybe there are other reasons why the situation is happening, but the obvious one for you is my colleague must have been fired, or my colleague must have lost their job. If that had been me, I would have wanted to get even. This is the classic third conditional. Jeanette is imagining herself in Mr. Cameron's position in the past. If that had been me, her first instinct as Mr. Cameron after losing his dear pet chihuahua would have been revenge. I would have wanted to get even. The situation is totally hypothetical. Jeanette is not Mr. Cameron. She is just imagining a scenario in the past where she takes the position of Mr. Cameron. If I had travelled to Rio de Janeiro, I would have seen Christ the Redeemer. I didn't go to Rio de Janeiro, so I didn't see Christ the Redeemer. But I can imagine this scenario as an action or situation that never occurred. Next stop. Useful words and phrases to talk about apology and forgiveness would you like three or four sugars in your tea darling that's all water under the bridge now I immediately apologized for my actions and that was the end of the matter that's all water under the bridge or it's all water under the bridge is an expression meaning that a past problem or complication is no longer important it looks like the dispute between the two parties is water under the bridge now, as they have decided to form a coalition. Oh, we don't talk about that unpleasant topic any more. It's all water under the bridge. Did you manage to bury the hatchet with him? To bury the hatchet means to end a fight or argument with someone. A hatchet is a type of tool or weapon similar to an axe. So to bury the axe or hatchet is symbolic for ending a period of conflict or violence. They stopped talking to each other for many months after the incident, but this morning I saw them laughing together, so they must have finally buried the hatchet. We decided, after Harry's death, To let bygones be bygones. And we are now quite good friends again. To let bygones be bygones can be used in the same way as to bury the hatchet. Two people, previously in a dispute or argument, decide to forgive and forget. I know we haven't always seen eye to eye, but I think it's time to let bygones be bygones. Or, I think it's time to bury the hatchet. However, sometimes it's not so easy to forgive and forget. Sometimes people continue feeling angry at a person who they think has done them wrong. To do someone wrong is to do something unpleasant or unacceptable to another person. If the action is something physical, we can say that someone has done us harm. Can you think of anyone who might have wanted to do you harm, Miss Finestocrat? Can you think of anyone who might have wanted to hurt you? If you can't forgive and forget, you can say that you still have or bear a grudge against the other person. I suggest you think really hard about all the people who might have a grudge against you or your family. If you have or bear a grudge, it means that you are not happy to let bygones be bygones or to bury the hatchet. Instead, you might want to get even. To get even means to take revenge, or another expression, to get your own back. That day you fed his dog a whole bar of chocolate and it died. If that had been me, I would have wanted to get even. Nevertheless, we have to accept that we cannot change the past. At least for now, we cannot go back in time and undo what has been done. For that reason, some people say that there is no point complaining about what happened. It is better to think about the present and the future. I told him there was no point crying over spilled milk, and in fact he should see it as the perfect opportunity to buy himself a better dog. No point crying over spilled milk therefore means that it makes no sense to be sad about things that you cannot change. Instead, you should think about the opportunities available in the present and the future. Yes, we made a mistake with the campaign picture, but there is no point crying over spilled milk. Let's continue and create fantastic media content that will really attract our audience. Rather lovely spot. Ooh, come again. Well, that is all we have time for today. You will find the PDF for this episode in the description, as usual. Remember to tune in next week when we will be exploring the world of British slang as Miss Finestocrat discovers new information about her husband's secret life. In the meantime, you can follow me on my Instagram at English in a Teacup, where I have videos, quizzes, and the phrasal verb of the week. See you next time for English in a Teacup, naturally served with a lovely spot of tea.